0: All right, time for us to find out and talk about what is going on down in the United States over the past week. Reggie Giacchini joins us now, our global news Washington correspondent. Hi, Reggie. Good morning. Well, there you are so busy this week. I want to I want to start with the the story about Canada and the United States, the relationship to India. United States is in a bit of a tough spot here because they've been cultivating closer ties to India, haven't they?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. They're trying to, to use India uh, in this kind of new burgeoning friendship as a bit of a counter to both Russia uh, and China. And now to have the United States not really put in the middle here, but trying to decide how to move forward with being critical of the allegations, uh, you know, when it comes to what happened in India, while at the same time ensuring that they're standing alongside uh, a long-standing partner being Canada, um, this, this is a difficult and delicate that balance that, that the United. United States is kind of teetering on right now. Um, they're, they're expressing, you know, concern for what happened, urging the Indian government to cooperate. Uh, but, but they're not really going any further with any public comment.
0: Right. Okay. And I have to ask you, though, like, how how is this being played in the United States media, if at all?
1: Uh, not a lot. Uh, it's making some headlines. It's making, you know, further down in some of the network and cable newscasts. I thought it was interesting yesterday at the White House briefing, the National Security Advisor, uh, was up giving a, a, a speech on Ukraine. And then when he took questions, the very first question asked and answered was about, uh, the situation involving Canada and India. So there are some journalists that are picking up on this. And the White House was, um, you know, forthcoming with what information they were willing to give out there. But, Beyond that, I mean, the fact the White House briefing is a big deal, but beyond that, uh, you know, it it, it falls further and further down the line, especially the further and further you get from the Canadian border.
0: Right, because I understand that the big story, you know, in the Capitol the past week has been whether or not the government's going to shut down.
1: Yeah, this is a huge deal right now. It's it's a threat that comes around every couple of months, but this time it's far more um, concerning. September 30th is the deadline here. Republicans have failed to pass several um, defense appropriations over the last week, signaling that there is no real uniformity within the party. Uh, and if they can't kind of put something together and hand it off to the Senate, which will ultimately fail anyways because it's democratically controlled in the Senate, um, the purse strings are going to be pulled tight and the government's going to shut down on September. September 30th, it's going to lead to a potential blowback for Republicans in the election next year. But it has a global impact as well. If the U.S. government shuts down, training and weapons deliveries to Ukraine also will will halt. So, you know, it's a domestic issue that will have a real impact elsewhere in Eastern Europe.
0: Okay, so I don't understand what the holdup is here, because it feels like in the House of Representatives, the the House leader there, Kevin McCarthy, can't even seem to get his people together.
1: Yeah. So essentially what's happening here is they need to put together some form of a big spending bill to get all 12 appropriation bills put together. They don't have the they don't have the votes within the party to be able to do that. So they're looking for a continuing resolution, basically keeping spending where it is passing a short term budget to allow the government to stay open. But there are hard right members of his party who are saying, look, we don't want certain things attached to this uh, funding bill, including funding for Ukraine they want that to be a standalone bill and if that's attached to it they're not going to vote for it and if they're not there to vote for it there isn't enough votes to pass it so it's a question of do Democrats and moderate Republicans have to work together and you know potentially lead to internal bickering because of that it's it's a real problem here but at the end of the day the United States is running out of money and they could run out of money by next Saturday
0: right okay so they're about to run out of money but they're still going full steam ahead with these impeachment hearings
1: Absolutely, they are. Uh, And in fact, they're also trying to tie these things together by saying, look, the impeachment of Joe Biden is the more critical thing to be paying attention to, not the fact that the government is going to shut down. And at the same time, while they're going after impeaching President Biden, they're not actually providing any information. And the House didn't hold a vote on impeaching Joe Biden because they don't have the votes to impeach Joe Biden. So they're just allowing the committees to carry out these investigations. It shows how much of a disarray the Republican Party is in right now, because they're moving forward with something that they believe happened 3,400 days ago when Joe Biden was vice president, and they're not actually bringing anything forward to show the American public. Again, this could backfire on Republicans if there is no there there. There are Democrats who will seize on this and say, look, You guys wasted time and they will pounce at the election next year.
0: Well, also, if this is what they're obsessed about, but at the meantime, the government could shut down, this doesn't seem like it's going to be very good optics.
1: Well, obviously not. And and the second part of that, Simi, is if the government shuts down, they can't carry out any kind of impeachment hearings because they won't have the staff to be able to carry out the investigations <laughs> or to be able to look any, into it make and to sense. issue any of the subpoenas here. Yeah. So ignoring one by focusing on the other eventually puts the, the Republican Party at a full stop.
0: OK, so let's just turn to some entertainment news here for a moment, because I want to ask you about the writer strike. That's a huge story in the United States, because it sounds like there's some progress being made uh, with the two sides. It's just, the California economy is taking a huge hit on this.
1: Yeah, look, the, I mean, the, the United States economy right now impacted by the UAW strike and the writer strike. The thing is, they met yesterday writers, uh, the union rather, and CEOs of the big networks and the streamers. It was long discussions that went well into the evening hours, but they didn't actually produce anything, meaning for now reality TV stays in the primetime schedule throughout the fall. There is some, you know, word that there may be, uh, you know, getting closer to some kind of deal or negotiation, but there's no timeline for when the next set of talks are going to happen so you know writers are saying and actors are standing with the writers saying look we're going to continue to strike until something is met for us but at the end of the day it means that the fall schedule will continue to either air reruns or stuff from streaming networks because there's nothing to put on tv while the strike goes on
0: right and it does seem like there was some movement this week i guess because this is normally when all the new shows would be coming back
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I'm a Grey's Anatomy fan, and I haven't been able to watch my Grey's Anatomy on, Are you kidding me? I I start something and I always end I can't believe you said that
0: publicly.
1: No shame. No shame. And and I want it to come back. But, you know, also there are people who write these programs that say that they want their fair share when it comes to reruns and when it comes to these things going on to streaming services. So the public is standing by the writers. Problem is, you know, eventually someone will have to break and it could be the public very soon.
0: Well, you confessed. I will say I'm a Law & Order fan, so I'm with you on missing your shows, for sure.
1: Longstanding shows, they they just kind of pull at the heart. You miss them.
0: They really do. I really do miss that. Uh, Thank you for that, Reggie. Thank you.